Welcome to Operation Serial. Each week, we will discuss a cartoon of our choice and decide if we want to see it through or try something new. I'm Ryan Persaud. I'm Jennifer Uncle. Ready? Ready? Go! Welcome back. This is episode three. We are going to be talking about episodes five and six of Code Lyoko. Episode five is called Big Bug. Episode six is called Cruel Dilemma. Yeah. The show sucks. Yeah, this is... These two episodes are where it took a real turning point towards... I hate these children and this is boring me. I I wasn't ready. Like, I should have seen this coming. All signs were pointing to this direction, but I still wasn't ready for what went down. Um, In which episode? Let's run down episode five, Big Bug. Um, I'm just going to go by what I have on my notes because I scribbled these notes down while I was angry. <laughs> All right. Big bug. Sissy bullies the young kids, one of them uh who is still attracted to Ulrich. That's the girl from the first episode who's still attracted to Ulrich. The kids bully Sissy for wanting to date Ulrich. Yumi gets jealous because she thinks there's something between Sissy and Ulrich. For some reason, makes no fucking sense. Yeah, he he stares at her for a second, and she reads that as, "Oh, I think he, I think he actually likes her." Ulrich and Odd play a mean prank on Sissy that involves Odd's dog, in which they like text Sissy like, "Hey, meet us, meet me by the shed. Uh, you, you're, you know, you're irresistible. Let's." Let's go on a date, meet me by the shed, and then instead of Ulrich, it's Odd's dog. And then Odd is like, oh, you know, it's, you know, this dog, it might as well be your friends, am I right, because they're dogs, huh? Yeah, and meanwhile, that one kid still has that weird inflection where he constantly talks like this, and I don't know what to do. Yeah. Um... Sissy reports this to Jim because dogs aren't allowed on campus, even though Jim already saw the dog on campus a couple episodes ago. What the <laughs> fuck, Jim? Yeah, they used it as a distraction to get Jim outside once before. So that doesn't make any fucking sense. Jim is incredibly mean for no reason, especially to the dog, because at some point the dog needs to go for a walk, and then Jim's like... Jim takes him out for like a second and then is like, you know what, you're done. And then just drags him by the fucking collar back inside. It's, it's terrible. And then the dog just pees on in the classroom. <laughs> yep. And then Jim is like, whoa. Um, Meanwhile, John Swamp is reporting that there's 
a virus that's con- taken control of all the systems, and because there are two trains which are entirely controlled by a computer, we we can really tell that the show has a thing against computers, or at least automation, because that bus, that e- electronic bus, got messed up in our last episode, and yeah, apparently it's sending two trains, one of which has highly toxic chemicals to in a mm. collision course. Yep. So that that is like the danger plot. That is like the Lyoko plot. They go to Lyoko to to fix that mess. Yumi has makeup on. I don't remember that being a thing from the previous episodes, but she has like she has uh you know like Japanese uh, like a Japanese like kimono uh, with makeup on. Mm-hmm. It that totally could have been. That could have been in the previous episodes, but there was like a close-up of her face, and I and I noticed it from that. Yeah, it totally was in previous episodes. It's even in the intro that they show all the time. Okay. Uh, so they save the trains from crashing into each other. They go back in time. Oh, I should mention, uh, the women in Lyoko still useless. They don't do much. Uh, if they do, if they have action scenes. They always die in them. Um, Alita isn't really good for anything except for inputting the code. It's garbage. Um, and then they go back in time. And the moment in time that they show that they go back to uh, is where they do the pl- prank again. But instead of Odd's dog is one of Sissy's friends. Uh, and then they take a picture of them together. <laughs> And they're like, this will make a good scoop for the school newspaper. And then that's it. That's the fucking episode. There's no moral to the story. There's no like, oh, be nice to people because it'll, you know, just get along. None of that fucking bullshit. It's just like, watch these kids be mean to each other for a fucking half hour. Thank you so much. I'm having so much fucking fun watching your garbage ass show. <laughs> yeah, I started to notice that things were kind of off in the episode where they were doing graffiti on the school wall and then the go back in time sequence was them, oh, we're just gonna make him look nicer this time. I was like, that doesn't seem like a moral lesson. And in this one, it's like, you remember that terrible prank we played on this kid that got us in trouble? Let's make it even worse and it, and make it very abusive and very uncomfortable for everyone involved. Let, let's let's ratchet up the pain we're causing. It's so fucking gross. Like before, like even the episodes before, it was like this is silly. Whatever. This is just like harmful. Like there's no character building. These kids are just. All of them are just the worst people. I actually kind of sympathize with Sissy now, because she, for the most part, she's just kind of a jerk sometimes, but she's a jerk in a very relatable way, in terms of just, oh yeah, she's a kid, kids are dumb and hurtful like this when they have someone that they like. And this one, it's just, a you're just hanging out with the bullies as they get revenge on this, on this girl for no reason. It's really disgusting yeah because what does she do to start like she asked she asked Ulrich to go out yeah and then this cause that causes this whole thing 
And then Yumi, I cannot believe they're like, the one girl in the group has to get jealous because th- the other girl, like, they talk to each other once. Yeah, Yumi had no problem with Ulrich asking uh, that kid out in the first episode, but suddenly... Yeah, exactly. It, it seemed like a very, oh yeah, if she's cool, she knows how to humor people and stuff like that. But here she's just sees him look at another woman and it's like, oh, can't have this happening. It makes no sense. And it's like, God, it's just such a terrible ma- like, clear And also, clearly, Ulrich hates Sissy. So I don't know why that's an assumption. Yeah. <sighs> it's terrible. Like, in the bus episode from before, they made a whole point out of him basically having to go along with the flow and everyone was kind of understanding once they knew what was up. They were like, okay, yeah, I see you're being blackmailed. So why immediately after that would she just assume, oh, do you like her? No! <laughs> and then at the end of the episode again, they do the, the they, they, they take the picture and then Ulrich and Yumi gl- take glances at each other like, yeah, okay, now I'm more secure in this relationship. What the fuck? Why does it take bullying this girl to be like, okay, yeah, I know I know there's nothing between you two now. And that's the end of the... Mm, it's so bad. It's terrible. Cannot believe this. Alright, we need to move on to episode 6, Cruel Dilemma. This is pretty straightforward. The whole plot is Aelita getting her out of the computer. Um, Jeremy is trying to, trying to materialize her by, like, doing whatever vague programming bullshit. Odd comes in, drops some candies on the keyboard, and somehow that makes it work. (laughs) And because it was random happenstance, uh, Jeremy doesn't actually know, like, the code that, uh, Odd accidentally used, which doesn't make any sense, but okay. Um, and then they were talking about how, if she comes out of the computer, how are we going to handle this? Uh, there's a line some kid says that like, oh, you know, if, if we just like explain this girl that she came out of nowhere, that's like a one way ticket to the nut house, which fucking sucks. Um, I'm trying to get past this cause I hate this so much. Yeah. And she's, uh, the, the worst part is Eileen starts talking like, Oh yeah, when I'm materialized, we can touch each other and kiss. It's like, yeah. God, no, stop, don't talk it, don't use, it. in a kid's show, don't say like, oh, we can touch each other, like, no. Yep. None of that, and no. You know, what? I could do human things like sleeping. It is a lot. Um... The Glioko thing is just, like, they control some bo- bulldozers. And, like, I don't understand this. So they're like, okay, Lyoko woke up some bulldozers. Why do they just get on the bulldozers? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> they're just like, go to Lyoko, do the thing, and then it'll rewind time. Then it won't matter. They're like, we need to find out where they're going, which... But it doesn't matter. It's going to be bad either way. Yeah, and by being inside of it, Ulrich gets himself fucked up because... The door's yeah, he locked. gets knocked out. Yeah. The door's they, locked. The boulders go to like their computer systems. Uh, and uh, the wall they're there, like Ulrich, like it crashes into, into a wall and then Ulrich like passes out or whatever. Yumi comes in to save the day um, and like carries him along and then the bulldozers are coming towards them. And then 
Ulrich wakes up for a minute and then runs away and then passes out again. I don't understand why that happened. Yeah. It's... Nothing really makes sense. And the weird thing is they also tend to make up rules on the fly with Lyoko because when they're... When Odd is in there using his laser arrows, they're like, Oh, Ulrich, you only have... Oh, I mean, oh, Odd, you only have seven arrows left. Or it's like, where did that come from? You've never established that these arrows are limited. Yeah. Yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, also in the Lyoko stuff, Alita opens the ground so that a monster could, like, not chase her. But it doesn't, like, go down. It just, like, jumps over the crack and it doesn't do anything. And they still treat it like a success, so it's... She's just like, and they're just like, yeah, you did it, go! And it's like, you didn't do anything. It didn't, like, it didn't stop anything. The animation in this episode with the CG stuff in particular was pretty awful, too, like... Pretty bad. The lip syncing was terrible. Yeah, there's a few scenes where they're moving their hands and the rigging is all wrong, so it looks incredibly stilted in a way that the show has never looked before. Yeah. Um, so they have to do the Code Lyoko thing before the bulldozers destroy the computers. Um, and I guess they kind of do? Yeah, they kind of do, because Yumi, at the end of this episode, fucking dies, and she can't come (laughs) back for some reason. And and until she has materialized the way that Jeremy wants to materialize Aelita. So, uh, uh... Jeremy is presented with the very hard choice of do I materialize my fake video game girlfriend or do I do I materialize my actual real life friend? And that's um, where the title comes from. <laughs> cruel dilemma. <sighs> um, and obviously they materialized Yumi. I leave it as like you will do this later. Don't worry about it. Uh, and that's kind of the episode. They don't... Do they go back in time in this one? Yeah, they go back in time. That's the thing. Because, well, here's the thing. Jeremy has the animation, like, let's go back in time. But, like, that line is muted. It's not there. So I don't know if they, like, remove that just to, like, stop any, like, confusion. Because they're in the same place. Like, they didn't change locations. They're just still there. So I don't know... I don't know. Yeah, they definitely went back in time because they still did the circle thing and everything. I think what this is trying to establish is the same thing I guessed earlier, which is that going back in time doesn't actually revive anyone who got lost. So Yumi is still stuck in the computer world. So that's why there's still stakes for all this, because you can erase... I mean, you can go back through everything else, but the people who got lost will still be lost. Uh, yeah, these episodes make me not want to watch the show anymore. They're especially bad. Yeah, from from the text message you sent me, it sounds like we're going to hit eject on this one, and I'm totally fine yeah. doing that. Oh, another thing, they draw Odd's dog, and then one fucking shot, they draw his, like, ass and balls. <laughs> Why did you have to do that? It's... Folks? <laughs> 
It's the details that are important, you know? You, you... It's not. That's not important. I don't need to see the dog's balls. <laughs> yeah, neither did I. But it's there. Yeah. Do we have <laughs> Do we have any closing thoughts on this dumb show? <laughs> this show is... It's basically the drawing of the ass and balls. <laughs> that's it that sums it up yeah I mean the I was initially down for it a bit because it seemed pretty silly and I don't know I kind of enjoyed the jankiness a bit but it turns out episode after episode I just kept realizing that these kids are terrible the worst yeah. I can't stand them so I no longer want to watch their travails for now like maybe if I Maybe I'm, if I'm having a real dark night, I'll just load up the rest of these episodes and watch them all through, but... Yeah. Yes. These episodes were so, like, mean-spirited and just gross and, like, misogynist that I just felt bad watching them. Um, so that's, like... I don't know. I didn't get any enjoyment out of these episodes. I got, like, mad at myself because this is my fault. Like... <sighs> for just subjecting myself to this and I hated it and I don't want to watch the show anymore. It's like cool in concept. The concept I understood why I enjoyed it as a kid but now it's just like this is trash. I hate it. Yeah. There's uh, the one thing, well the two things that I really enjoyed in this episode were that one bully kid's voice continuing to do that thing all the time and a reporter named John Swamp. That's such a yep. good reporter name. <laughs> yeah. Um. Speaking of goofy voice acting, our next show will have all of this. So, um, it'll be a lot more fun, I think. Uh, we are going to be watching Yu-Gi-Oh! for our next show. Um, I figure... We'd watch something that is actually really fun and fun to goof on instead of a thing that makes me mad a lot. That sounds good. I'm always down to revisit the travails of Yu-Gi-Oh! and his best friend Joey with the Brooklyn accent. Joey, so have, how, have you seen Yu-Gi-Oh? How much have you seen? I've seen bits and pieces. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's the whole thing. It's fun. Um, so it'll be fun. We'll be doing the same pace as before, two episodes each. Um, and then, yeah, just doing a short episode per week on those episodes. Hopefully, when we're having more fun, it'll be, we'll, we'll go on for longer. But for now, I fucking hated watching the show. It was fun at first, but these episodes were very mean and just left a really bad taste in my mouth. And I, I'm done. I'm done. This ended it. Like, I just coming like on the back of last time, I was like, all right, this is a good steady thing. And then episode five hit and just complete 180 for me. Just, ugh. Yeah, I'm eager to move on as soon as possible, preferably. Preferably. Yeah. All right. So that's next episode, Yu-Gi-Oh! It's on Netflix, if you have Netflix. That's why I'll be watching it. I'm sure it's elsewhere, but 
we'll probably be going with Netflix on this one. Uh, we'll also be watching the dub because the dub is amazing. Um, and that's also what's on Netflix. I don't know if Netflix has the sub. Probably not. That'd probably involve more episodes. No, that's going to involve a whole lot of stuff because there are a bunch of things that were cut out, like guns and such. So, a Amer- U.S. version of the original Yu-Gi-Oh! show. Give us the Japanese version and the new... No, not the new dub, just... <laughs> have a situation where it's the original voices for the first season and then the second season they just overlay the American voices or the English voices onto the original episodes. Yeah. Alright. That's that. We're going to move on to our Nick Arcade summary of the week. Uh, This is episode 3 of Nick Arcade. The Amazon summary for episode 3 is Joshua and Barbara are on the yellow team today. And they plan on giving, and they plan on playing as dirty as it takes to win the foosball that foosball table. Joshua knows it's wrong to bite people, but that hasn't stopped him before. What? <laughs> no, I don't know where that came from. Do you think the Nick Arcade, the person who's writing these Nick Arcade descriptions? researches the history of these kids or spies on them for a bit. I have no idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, Joshua is notorious for biting stuff. (laughs) Uh, He's biting the person trying to write down how he's a notorious biter, even. Yeah. These descriptions are wild. We (laughs) still have, like, a handful of them to go to. Nice. Um, Yeah. Do you want to plug stuff? We didn't plug uh, last episode. That's my bad. I completely forgot. Apologies to everybody. Uh, do you want to plug stuff, Jen? Sure. So um, earlier this week, we published uh, part three of the Letters from Ivalis, uh letter series. It's a back and forth that Alan Ibrahim and I are doing on Final Fantasy Twelve. We also have a podcast called Oops All Anime, which is on patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. We discuss anime. Pretty self-explanatory. And uh, we also have Oops All Anime Gaiden, which you can listen to for free on Scanline Media. And uh, what else? I think that's about it for me. I guess I also have a novel not new, a true end podcast, which is a visual novel podcast, which you can access on readinggames.online. Cool. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Prasad MC. That's my name plus the MC. Uh, you can find my other podcast, Fireside Friends, at firesidefriends.net. You can find this podcast at operationserial.com if you want to email us you can do so at milk at operationserial.com um if you want to send in your final code takes we'll read them if you would like um and then for the music the music was done by two mellow you can find on twitter at mellow makes that's m-e-l-l-o makes and then the podcast art was done by katie who you can find at Cedar Grave. That's C-E-D-A-R Grave. And, uh, yeah, I guess it's my turn for a hot take. Oh, shit. Um. <laughs> shit. I'm glad you're just as prepared as I was last time. 
Uh, fuck. Okay. You want me to step in? Do you have a hot take? Don't listen to Kanye West. <laughs>